Welcome to Secrets of the Stars, where we explore the ancient knowledge of astrology, decode your unique blueprint, and unveil how the wisdom of the sky contributes to your life. I'm your host, Abby Lutus, astrologer, mentor, and sky guide. It's time to embark on a cosmic adventure of self-discovery and understanding why you are the way you are. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to Secrets of the Stars. I hope you have been enjoying this podcast and I'm so excited to be here with episode number four where we're going to be exploring all the different types of astrology. So before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that I have finally landed here on the Sunshine Coast of Eastern Australia. And I have been traveling around in my van. I left Central Australia at the beginning of October and I traveled up north. I've been traveling around in my van, visiting friends. I also went back to visit my family and I went all the way up to Darwin where it was just scorching hot. I traveled over to Cairns um, and explored up in the Atherton Tablelands. I loved visiting all the waterfalls there. And now I've made my way down the East Coast and have landed on the Sunshine Coast, which is where I plan to stay for a little while. I've put some roots down here. So it's feeling really nice to be in one spot. (laughs) Anyway, let's jump into this episode and I'm going to be looking at all the different types of astrology. Well, maybe not all of them because it's just, there is just so much to look at. There are many different types and ways to practice astrology. And this is because there is such a vast history with cultures adapting their own forms, their own techniques and their own ways to practice astrology. This is where things can get a little bit complicated with astrology, but I'm going to simplify it here for you. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about all the different types of astrology. I was also going to talk about the different types of zodiacs and the different types of house systems that are used in astrology, but I'm going to keep it simple and save those topics for another episode. So let's jump in. As I mentioned, astrology is such a vast and deep topic and it has been explored in conjunction with so many different topics. So let's run through some of the ways, the different ways that astrology is practiced. All right. So first of all, we have pop astrology. This is also known as popular astrology. Now, I wanted to start here because this is kind of where most people start with astrology. Pop astrology is generally the star signs that you see in magazines. It's the generalized memes that you might see on Instagram. It really is basic astrology. It's a great introduction to astrology and It came along during the rebirth of modern astrology and it really focuses on one's star sign or it's essentially the placement of your sun and this is derived from our birth date. So um, a lot of people or pretty much everyone knows their birth date and so it is really easy to understand that you might be a Leo sun or a Taurus sun and you can read your star signs based on this. 
Pop astrology does have its flaws as it just doesn't take into account the complexities of your personal chart and how the planets interact with one another based on, you know, where they were in the sky at the moment of your birth. But it is a really great introduction to astrology. And I think this is how people first become interested in astrology. So pop astrology really does have its place. Next up, we have natal astrology. Natal astrology, or I like to call it your personal cosmic blueprint. It's essentially an interpretation of the natal's chart. It can also be known as the birth chart, um, but it is derived from essentially a map of the sky. It's a snapshot of the planets and the stars and the sun and the moon where they were in the sky the moment that you took your first breath and it is said to represent the personality of the natal of you. It really is a personal map and it is a lot more in depth than pop astrology. Um, You can understand how your planets interact with each other, how the different personalities and the different characteristics weave their way through your chart and how your energy is strong, which area it's strong, where it might be challenged. And you can really see so much in one's natal chart. I love practicing natal astrology and I really have found that Every person's chart is different because there are just so many combinations that you can have. You know, there are eight planets, two luminaries, the sun and the moon, and there are just so many different combinations that those planets can be in in your chart and different ways they interact with one another. So I love natal astrology and I really think it can show you why certain areas of your life might be challenging and really look at the keys to unlocking how you can change that for yourself and and where you can um, access that information to improve your life and really understand why you are the way you are and why you are made up in a certain way. Next up, we have mundane astrology. Mundane astrology is a forecasting type of astrology, mapping astrology alongside world events. So this type of astrology uses the current sky map, so where all the planets and luminaries are in the sky at the moment, and how the energies are interacting with one another, and forecasting and looking back at world events and what has aligned and what could potentially happen in the future. This is kind of very similar to predictive astrology. Predictive astrology is forecasting using the current sky map combined with your personal sky map or your natal chart. You know, there are Uh, There are other types of timing techniques that are used when forecasting, but I won't go into those details right now. But predictive astrology tries to forecast events and trends on the basis of observable changes in positions of the planets and the luminaries and sensitive points over time. And it uses history to inform this. So it's a really interesting type of astrology. You can really get a feel for the energies of what might be coming in. And I have been doing some forecasting 
reports where I look at the next three months in your chart and really get a feel for how this energy is playing out or where it's showing up for you personally. So I've had some really great feedback on these reports and readings that I've been doing. So it just gives you some great insight into what energies are ahead and how you can best access those. Next up, we have the Sinistry Astrology. This type of astrology combines the natal charts of two people. It looks at those two people's charts together. So you combine the charts and you can understand how these people might get along, what areas of their life might flow together, what areas they might get frustrated in or where they might have arguments or this type of thing. It's a a combination of the personalities of two different people coming together. You can also use synastry astrology and combine or merge two people's charts. Essentially, you have person A and person B, their charts come together and it merges to make one chart. I won't go into the details of how to do that, but this then can give you an indication of that relationship, of that friendship. Sinistry astrology is used when looking at uh, relationships. So they could be romantic relationships, business relationships, client relationships, and can really get a feel for the energy of two people coming together and understanding why you might, you know, really align with your bestie or why you might just have tension with certain people in your life. And I think this is really fascinating to look at in a you know, a client dynamic as well, because if I'm working with someone who I do not have good synastry or our charts don't align, then my message might not be getting through and it's not good for the client either. So there's so many different ways you can use synastry astrology. Next up is electional astrology. It is also known as event astrology. This is a little similar to predictive astrology. So the astrologer will find a date and a time that is most auspicious for an event to take place. So it's this event will be around what the person is inquiring about based on what they want to do. So the astrologer will find this specific date and time and it's going to be most favorable for that event to take place. So it also depends on what the event is as to what that date and time might be and what sort of um, aspects in the sky might need to be happening. So Electional astrology might be used for, you know, selecting a wedding date or launching a business, even going on a holiday. It could also be used as an astrologer. I know it is used to record certain podcasting dates or pick a good time to do something in your business. It's going to access the most favorable energy based on what's happening in the sky. Next up is horary astrology. Hori astrology is an ancient branch of horoscopic astrology and this is where the astrologer attempts to answer a question by constructing a horoscope or constructing a chart at the exact time at which the question is received and understood. So you might come to an astrologer with an extremely important question and once that astrologer 
receives and understands that question, they will cast a chart and they will look to certain aspects and elements in the chart to answer the question. The answer to the horary question might be a simple yes or no, um, but it can generally be more complex with insights and information. So depending on what the question asker, the person asking the question is wanting to know, there could be lots of other information that shows up in the chart. Now, this type of astrology is not to be taken lightly. You don't just come with any old question. You really have to sit and think and really think through the important question that you want to ask. And you really only have one opportunity to ask that question. Once you ask that question and it's received and understood, the chart is cast and then you get the answer from from there. So it is not to be taken lightly. You can't just ask the question again in another month's time. Um, It really is a one and done type of question where you will get insight and answers. Next up is medical astrology and I have a soft spot in my heart for this because I have really dived into this topic and really love, you know, understanding what it all means. So medical astrology is an ancient applied branch of astrology that associates parts and functions of the body, diseases, conditions and remedies with the nature, movements, transits and aspects of the sun, moon, planets and all the 12 astrological signs. So I find this topic so fascinating. And as I mentioned, I've done some studies with Judy Hill, with Kira Sutherland and Claire Gallagher and I have seen many things play out in my personal life, in my personal health. So it's just so incredibly fascinating. Up until the 16th century, physicians were required to pass exams in medical astrology in some courses. A four-year course in astrology was completed by aspiring physicians at certain universities as they deemed it necessary to take into account the nature of the stars and their alignments. That is just so incredible. You know, there are extensive remnants of astrology's status in medicine in Greek and um, medieval period, but even in modern textbooks, they still use the symbol of Venus and Mars to indicate female and male. Also, the words such as venereal diseases and um, varicose veins, both ailments attributed to Venus. Words like lunacy and lunatic come from the moon. Solar plexus comes from the sun. Even the word menzies comes from moonsies, medically acknowledges the link between women's cycle and the moon. This is just such ancient knowledge that is you know, you know, almost hidden. I mean, not today because it's coming back, but this is why I love this topic so much. There have been extensive books written on the topic of medical astrology and they are, it is starting to be practiced more and more by practitioners, naturopaths around the world today. Medical astrology can be used to elect favorable surgery dates and I have really gained an understanding of how it pertains to our physical energy and using it in alongside movement and nutrition. I have really seen medical astrology play out in my own life. And I'll give you a little story because when I was studying medical astrology, I was going it was going into a Mars retrograde 
time frame. And this is a window that only happens every two years. So it's relatively rare. It's a relatively rare transit um, for Mars. It's when the planet Mars appears to be going backwards. Mars is a planet that wants to go forwards and Mars is associated with physical energy. It is associated with motivation, moving, moving forward. In medical astrology, it can also be attributed to iron and blood, essentially. Now, when Mars was in retrograde, I was having troubles with my iron levels and I had was having to have many tests. I was very tired and my iron was very low. And it was just so fascinating to see how this played out as I was studying medical astrology. You know, the planet of Mars, the one that wants to move forward, one of the hardest retrograde cycles was really pulling on my iron. In the end, I actually had to get an iron transfusion and what was so interesting, this is almost the icing on the cake for me, was that I went into the hospital to have my um, infusion and the nurse said to me, I don't know what's going on at the moment, but every person that has been coming in has been coming in for an iron infusion. So that was mind blowing because it wasn't just me, um, it was happening all around me. So watch out next Mars retrograde and take care with your iron levels. Anyway, medical astrology, such a fascinating topic and one that I, you know, continue to learn and study and use in my life. Next up, we have astrocartography. This is often combined with locational and relocational astrology, and it is where your birth chart is used to interpret information about the direction and events of your life, as well as your personality, depending on where in the world you are, which is really, really cool. Um, Especially it's your natal chart mapped against a world map and on the world map lines are drawn and places that fall on these lines or these intersections of lines can have more meaning, they can have power and they can really be transformative for you. The different lines come from the planets and they all have different meanings depending on what that planet's energy is. Some can be harmonious and expansive, others can be challenging and frustrating and some could be good for love, some could be good for money, career success, friendships and so on. It is really fascinating. I've started to dip my toe into this type of astrology and I love it. Locational astrology is where you change the location of your natal chart. Normally when you pull up a natal chart, you have to put your birth location and locational astrology, you change this to your current location to give you an indication of how you show up in a different part of the world. Super fascinating and something that I'm currently diving into a little bit more. Next up, there's financial astrology. Financial astrology is used to predict market trends and it is a practice of relating the movements of the celestial bodies, the planets in the sky to events in the financial market. It aligns financial trends with astrological cycles, essentially. This is a very interesting branch of astrology and from what I have gathered alongside with medical astrology, it is some of the most accurate forms of astrology. 
when, you know, people are wanting to, you know, maybe they're skeptics, um, showing things with medical astrology and financial astrology have said to be extremely accurate. Hellenistic or traditional astrology is one of the first forms of astrology that was developed in the third century BCE. On a very basic explanation, this incorporates only the visible planets because back then we didn't have telescopes to see out past Saturn. Um, And it brings in the idea of fate, that your path is destined by your chart. Modern astrology now incorporates all the planets and it even incorporates many different points and asteroids can also be used in modern astrology. But modern astrology leans towards more towards free will, looking at how you can use your chart um, to get the best out of your energies, to get the desired outcome you are looking for. Where is the challenge and how can you change that depending on what the chart is showing you? Evolutionary astrology seeks to understand the development of a soul through its lifetime. I think I listened to some podcasts about this and Stephen Forrest does great work in this area of astrology. And then you have astrology such as Chinese astrology based on the lunar calendar, Vedic astrology derived from India, and this often uses a different type of zodiac known as the sidereal zodiac, which I'll get into that in another episode. But this is really just a very short list, but you can really see how astrology has played a role in many different areas, many different avenues of life and many different cultures. At this stage, I mostly work in the realms of natal and predictive astrology. And I like to bring in my knowledge of medical astrology um, just because I have done a bunch of study, but I don't do specific charts based on that. Um, I also particularly love the book Body Astrology um, that was written by Claire Gallagher and I do a lot of my studies with her. And it's just so fascinating to see how astrology can play out in the body, in our energy and in our lives. So I am going to be expanding my studies into astrocartography and locational astrology and I'm super excited to dive into those topics. But there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I really only scratch the surface on the different types of astrology that uh, exist in this world. But you can get an understanding of how vast and deep this topic is just by the different types that I've talked about today. So... If you're interested in booking a reading, please go to my website. I am doing natal chart readings. I am offering forecast readings and so much more. You can go to my website, www.abbylutus.com or you can find me on Instagram, which is where I do most of my work at Stars by Abby. And until next time, keep shining bright. Thank you for joining me on this cosmic journey of self-discovery. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with someone who you think would love it. Keep exploring the secrets of the stars. And remember, the universe has woven a unique story just for you. Until next time, keep shining bright.